Welcome to Business Lines State of the Economy podcast where you will find insight analysis and the story behind the numbers Hi my name is Rajasimhan welcome to the State of the Economy podcast Vande Bharat India's first indigenous express train has created a sensation across the country The train which is an example of the make in India success story can run up to a maximum speed of 160 km per hour and has travel classes like the Shatabdi train. The first Vande Bharat train was flagged off on February 15, 2019 between Delhi and Varanasi and there was no looking back with 14 services so far. The latest being the inauguration of the train service between Tiruvananthapuram and Kasargod in Kerala. by prime minister narendra modi the blue and white colored train has attracted so much attention with a good response to the service and a lot of enthusiasm among people looking at the train that has a slight resemblance to the bullet train colorful trains like the golden chariot and palace on wheels have not created so much buzz among the public but vande bharat has managed to can the buzz around vande bharat be used for monetizing through merchandising yes it is possible says well known brand expert r satyanarayanan a sundaram fastness associate professor of marketing at ifmr graduate school of business and kriya university let's listen to satyanarayanan on how the railways can make extra money from vande bharat isn't vande bharat train a good success story of uh, atmanirbhar bharat Uh, Raja Vande Bharat you know is actually a success story of Atmanirbhar Bharat because the train was uh, conceived in India and uh, it's totally made in ICF factory in Chennai so almost you know they took 18 months to complete the entire project uh, whereas the world average is 36 months Uh, so uh, it was actually driven by the indian you know psu this uh, indian railways and right from the design to prototype in spite of you know lot of other consultants are involved the whole design and the uh, making of this train uh, is the part of atmanirbhar's uh, success and the most importantly according to sudanshu mani who uh, spearheaded this project the former general manager of icf chennai they made the you know train uh, at one third cost of what it used to cost for an imported uh, train set number one number two the intellectual property rights of this train lies within india that is with the railways because okay. there is no involvement of any technology transfer uh, of any sort of mous like that so on many counts this is definitely a success of atmanirbhar bharat okay uh, can this be replicated uh, in other uh, transport uh, also isn't it we can actually uh, do because uh, you know other like if you take uh, the case of uh, hal Uh, they are into uh, manufacturing of light combat aircraft uh, we even uh, you know uh, can explore uh, getting into small scale passenger uh, aircrafts and also uh, this would actually give a lot of inspiration and boost uh, either in shipping or in aircraft uh, for for that matter any other transportation areas uh, but why there is so much craze uh, for vande bharat train uh, sets uh, especially the public seems to be so gungo about it uh, satya yeah because uh, in india uh, we are so used to uh, you know the old train set of course train travel is exciting for many people and unlike air travel or cruise lines the train travel is relatable for 
general public, common people, uh, you know, who use train uh, as a major uh, means of uh, transportation. So uh, when it comes to that part, uh, Vande Bharat uh, is kind of a dream come true for many because uh, those who have seen uh, how a train set looks uh, in developed countries, uh, you know, be it a bullet trains or the TGV of France, uh, there is quite a bit of uh, aesthetics that is involved, which uh, those who have visited even uh, countries abroad uh, who have experienced that kind of uh, train sets, and those who have seen many of those trains in television or in uh, movie halls. Uh, so there is always a dream when India can actually have these kind of train sets for the common public. Uh, so when you have a Vandir Bharat Express, which is actually catering to that dream, uh, people will get excited uh, because uh, one, it is indigenously made train. So they are very proud of uh, it as an Indian achievement. You know, there are many things in the past, like the missile development, uh, you know, of Agni 1 and 2, or take the case of the success in Konkan Railway project or the Delhi Metro. And even the vaccine development and the administration of vaccination around the country, there are many things, uh, you know, we have achieved, uh, you know, our, our own brethren, uh, you know, in many of these departments have achieved. So we feel one with that. Like take the case of Isro, uh, one of the classic success, be it Mangalyan or Chandrayaan. Uh, so these are all uh, signals that actually India is getting into the next orbital of development. So when an achievement of that sort happens, and which is very relatable to common public, it definitely creates a lot of excitement and people clamor to take selfies and people talk a lot about Vande Bharat and write about that. Uh, but uh, is Vande Bharat uh, differently, is different from others? So that maybe that is why, even if you look at the design per se, it's some, uh, it, lot of things, people say that it reflects something like a bullet train. So maybe that is also an excitement. Exactly. The, that's where the aesthetic part uh, comes. Uh, you know, people are excited with that sleekness and uh, the stylish make of the train. Um, so look at, uh, you know, in India, whenever we think of a train, right from the British era, the image of a train that comes to us is a, a, a chugging steam engine uh, or a typical that blue colored uh, coaches. So this is totally different from that. You know, this uh, looks like train in a developed country. Uh, so that is definitely, uh, you know, giving a lot of pride to the people that, uh, yes, India can actually develop and deploy train sets like this, and people can travel in that. But uh, do you think there is a merchandising opportunity in this uh, whole phenomenon? How is it done in movies, uh, something like that? Yeah. See, merchandising is a big opportunity, uh, you know, around the world. Uh, in 2022, uh, this merchandising and licensing industry uh, was worth around the US dollar 260 billion. And it is expected to reach 330 billion in another three or four years. Uh, and uh, in movie industry, it is quite common. Of course, in uh, many industries or even in normal uh, corporate uh, gifting, merchandise is used as a strategy. Uh, but merchandising licensing is, licensing is predominantly used in movie industry. Uh, for for example, if you take the case of Disney's uh, Frozen, uh, Frozen 1 uh, made around uh, $1.45 billion in terms of box office revenues. Wow. And Frozen 2, the sequel, it made around $1.3 billion. Mm -hmm. But merchandising and licensing was $5 billion. It is bigger than the total collection in the box office. So that big is the opportunity. And by merchandising, what do we mean is uh, utilizing the core and elements of these movies 
in terms of toys in terms of say uh, everyday uh, items like a, a t-shirt or a cap the bottle so there are varieties of items in which the movie's theme or the movie's characters are capitalized now this is big in uh, hollywood uh, of course in india a lot of uh, uh, studios tried this uh, i think uh, doom rawon series they tried a bit bahubali actually tried it uh, in a big way so they even had a uh, a cartoonized web series in terms of cartoons chota bim is a, a character you know where uh, children were excited by that character and there were a lot of uh, merchandise uh, that was uh, uh, that came out of chota bim uh, like a, a writing notepad or a mirror so there are many items where the theme or the image of many of the successful characters or uh, the movie uh, per se so that actually results in a big revenue stream so worldwide is a big business in india a lot of companies and studios are trying and so that movie uh, merchandise is actually giving scope for a success like vande bharat to capitalize on this phenomena i'll tell you how because of this excitement there are there is a lot of uh, excitement to take selfie and people are so uh, proud of uh, vande bharat a toy train would definitely be a big hit so that's my hypothesis because i've seen i've traveled in this train i've seen children taking a lot of uh, selfie feeling excited jumping inside the train imagine a, a miniature toy train is sold on board or in the railway stations that would definitely create a lot of excitement for the kids and uh, people would definitely buy is my hypothesis so uh, there is an opportunity nevertheless uh, uh, the ideal thing for indian railways is to do a market study on this but how can the railways actually ideate and merchandising and licensing uh, railways uh, can start with vande bharat because there is a current contemporary excitement around the train set uh, but vande bharat is not the be all and end all of a merchandising and licensing strategy this is where the uh, railways need to ideate on in what are all the different ways we can actually come up with merchandising ideas vande bharat is one definitely it, it will be a current hit but you have other luxury trains for example you have a palace on wheels uh, or you have uh, the golden chariot which is um, patronized by a lot of foreign uh, tourists so Uh, there is a, a, a luxury toy opportunity in that so there are many things which you can actually follow a merchandising strategy and either it in terms of a miniature toy sets so these are all related to railways and there are a lot of heritage trains like the himalayan queen or the nilgiri mountain railway which again uh, you know is a, as a part of leisure excitement could provide opportunity for railways to come up with the uh, miniature toy trains number 1 and then you have heritage even railway stations like the madras central uh, or the you know uh, mumbai chhatrapati shivaji uh, terminal uh, so these are all heritage structures where, you know which have stands as identity for the city itself you know the moment you think of chennai uh, well, chennai central is definitely one image which immediately comes to our mind so there are varieties of ways with which railways should ideate okay what are all the items i can actually related to railways we can uh come up with a merchandising strategy and there are other regular merchandise items like the t-shirt or the sneaker or the uh, uh, jackets so there are many things which many uh, companies around the world uh, like even the uh, ipl teams like chennai super kings or kolkata kalkut- knight riders they follow a lot of these merchandise items uh, strategies uh, through t-shirts and um, collectibles 
So that is second thing. It is a classic case of how you have an asset and how you are going to monetize that asset. I, I'll tell you an analogy. Uh, if you take Sarigama, uh, you know the music company. Sarigama uh, had a, a license uh, and rights for close to one lakh songs, right from the 1940s to uh, no 1980s. Uh, many songs, Carnatic songs, film songs that played on All India Radio, the rights rest with the Sarigama. But today, uh, you know, even in YouTube, you get to uh, listen to many of these songs. But what Sarigama smartly did, they created a radio-looking music player called Karwan, which was loaded with some 5,000 songs based on different genres. Uh, and that became a big hit uh, as a uh, gift items in the market. You know, Karwan is one of the recent success where a company which had an ideal asset, you know, a rights for one lakh songs, and they were not using it for many years. Suddenly, they came up with a product idea. They created a product around that, and that became a kind of hot selling cake in the market. So there is uh, many such ideal assets within uh, Indian railways, which uh, you know they need to do an ideation process on how to capitalize and monetize on those assets using a merchandising strategy. Uh, but uh, is this merchandising scenario in uh, transport industries available in a broad way? It is quite common. Uh, either uh, Even in railways, if you take Eurostar or Amtrak, uh, they have dedicated websites where they sell a lot of uh, merchandise items right from toy trains, miniatures, sets, to uh, the regular merchandise items like uh, a T-shirt or a, a water bottle. And even if you take airline companies and aircraft manufacturers, they also have dedicated websites where you can buy some of the miniature models uh, in uh, the online websites. Take case of shipping, there are a lot of cruise lines, uh, you know, who also uh, sell many of these merchandise on board the cruise lines, and also they have websites. Uh, so uh, in transportation sector, uh, be it airlines or railways or shipping, uh, this is quite common in abroad. Uh, so it is uh, budding. Uh, a country, a developing country like India, and we have an excellent uh, opening for that uh, with a vehicle like Vande Bharat. So from where railways can start and make it big and develop it as a big industry. What would be the pricing and uh, retail strategy, Satya? Uh, pricing, uh, again, uh, should be based on a market study, but considering uh, different types of train. For example, I'll just take the two cases of Vande Bharat on one hand and a train, luxury train like Golden Sherrod. At Golden Chariot or a Palazon Wheels, uh, you know, people uh, pay uh, close to uh, 10 lakhs or 15 lakhs uh, for a travel. So, which is, uh, uh, you know, luxury in terms of uh, the product category. That the pricing can be actually higher. You can even sell a, a very attractive uh, railway, Indian railways related product, even at starting from, say, 5,000 rupees or 10,000 rupees, because the market there is little affluent. In case of Vande Bharat, um, compared to our regular trains, Vande Bharat again, uh, you know, is at a premium. But nevertheless, uh, right from a, a, a toy which would range from say 200 rupees or even to 2000 rupees, so that would be the price band. Uh, uh, that's what I assume based on my experience uh, in the market. Uh, but definitely, a market study on that would uh, tell us the right price points at which many of these merchandise items could be sold. Number one. Now coming to the retail part. Uh, the retail part is where railway is definitely having an edge uh, because unlike uh, other retail outlets, you don't have investment in terms of real estate because you have a huge real estate network of your own railway stations, number one. So you have a railway station where right now Indian Railways is doing a great retail strategy called I think one station, one product. So in many of these railway stations, they have a kiosk 
where uh, they sell a popular product or and loom or handicrafts from that particular town. Uh, so this is an excellent retail strategy which is initiated recently by Indian Railways. Similarly, they can have a retail point in the railway uh, station premises itself, which can actually sell these merchandise items. Second, you have a moving real, uh, real estate, which is your train. Even in Vande Bharat, uh, when you pay regular food, after uh, that food is supplied, the employees who are, uh, you know, the, the retail executives come and sell many items like uh, uh, soft drinks or a beverage or something. So that again is another retail uh, touch point where you can sell in the train itself. And train is again another uh, exciting place to actually sell many of these merchandise items because you have an aperture in, in advertising. You use this aperture point, you know, the most right moment when the customer will be in a posi uh, position to receive your communication. So in train, when people are traveling, when kids are also around, there when you have many of these a lot of parents and kids would definitely like to see uh, the toys or the collectibles and buy. So in, in terms of retail investment, you're not going to spend much on that. So you have a ready-made network of railway stations and also your uh, trains. Uh, you know, that should be the retail strategy for these merchandise items by Indian Railways. How does the uh, new revenue stream will actually help the railways? Yeah. My uh, gut feel is that uh, this... Uh, opportunity will provide a long-term revenue stream for the railways because in the long run as this merchandise industry actually evolve and develop this revenue stream can become big but whether it is small or big this is going to provide railways an additional revenue stream which would actually help you to cross subsidize many of your other social obligation also because there are many sectors where railways need to operate passenger uh, trains at a lower fare. There are certain sectors where I need to keep the passenger uh, fee low, considering uh, the affordability of uh, uh, majority of Indians. So in that scenario, if my merchandise strategy is going to become success and it is going to bring in even more uh, revenue without me spending much in terms of capital, this is definitely going to help in terms of cross subsidization. So the revenue I'm going to get out of this new stream can either, uh, you know, feed into cross uh, as a cross, cross subsidy for keeping the fare low in certain sectors for our social obligations. Two, if the revenue stream is big enough, this can definitely even help in our other capital in expenditure in the future. Finally, uh, Indian Railway has a good uh, museum network across India. How will it help in this, uh, Satya? A museum network of Indian Railways is known to people and not known to many people in India. Even in Chennai, you have a big railway museum where we can go and see a lot of uh, legacy trains and heritage trains and there are a lot of info about railways. Indian Railways, uh, you know, uh, they have not marketed it uh, well, uh, you know, to attract more crowd. Now, how Museum Network would uh, help in the merchandising strategy is that can be another retail point and that can also give us a lot of ideas in terms of how to monetize on the heritage value. So the ideation exercise uh, museum will be one of uh, the idea genesis point where we can gather more ideas to actually widen our bouquet of offering in terms of merchandise. And uh, incidentally, our railway museums uh, have close to 40 comfortable books on uh, you know, many aspects of railways. Again, which is not known uh, uh, to general public in a big way. So when this museum network 
the already existing uh, legacy and heritage aspects of railways and a merchandising strategy would harmoniously blend well to create a retail touch point and also an ideation touch point for Indian railways. Thank you, Satya.